don't know if you are aware of what you just watched, but this week we had you out on a mission to take pictures of all of the invisible things you do as a mom. And you all did a great job. It exploded. It went beyond what I could have imagined. And those pictures probably don't even do it all justice. But on Twitter alone, over 6,000 people saw your invisible mom posts. It was reshared on, on Facebook so many times we couldn't find it. We had people sending us pictures from Florida and Alabama and Tennessee. It went everywhere, and it all started because of you all. And thank you for your pictures. I absolutely loved getting them this week. It all started for me, though, a couple of weeks ago. If you saw the water bottle that ended in that picture, that was my invisible mom moment. You know, as moms, I need to say to you today, happy Mother's Day. If you are a mom in this room, will you do me a favor and just stand up and let us clap for you today? I can't see you, but happy Mother's Day to you. I have the unbelievable privilege of being a mom to four little ones, three boys and a little girl to follow up on the caboose end there. They are 10, 8, 5, and 3. They are the joys of my life. And it all started um, on a random Monday morning. I have made, at this point in my life with three kids in school, hundreds, dare I say, thousands of lunchboxes. And it is one of the least favorite things I do as a mom. I hate putting lunchboxes together. I can't think of things to put in them. I run out of ideas. I think the kids have got to be tired of Lunchables and sandwiches, but that's as creative as I am with the lunchboxes. And Jeremy had asked me to speak on Mother's Day. And I told him, absolutely not. <laughs> I will not speak on Mother's Day. I have nothing to say to moms. I am one. I wake up every day. It's survival mode in my life. I am barely making it. What in the world would I stand up here and say to them today? And if it's not just like the Lord on the random Monday morning as I'm packing lunch boxes, I go and do what I have done, like I said, hundreds if not thousands of times, I pre-open my kids' water bottles. Now, it's not a big deal. They never know that I do it. But I think of my little five-year-old sitting at his little snack table, and he's little bitty, and these water bottles can sometimes be difficult to open. So I started a long time ago opening their water bottles, even if they're new, and I close them up and I stick them in their bag. So that when they are sitting at their snack table or their lunch table, they open the water bottle and they don't need assistance. And in that moment, the same task that I have done hundreds of times, it was as if the Lord bombarded me, flooded me with emotion of the unbelievable task I have at hand of parenting those four little babies so thankful for that. And you all all have invisible mom stories, invisible mom things in your life, and they are all, I know we do them all because of how much we love our kids. If you're a grandmother in the room, you do the same thing. I'm sure you wake up and you pray over your family, or your kids are away from home and you're praying that God protects them, or you send them care packages in the mail if they're in college. You do invisible mom things too. And we do them all for the same reason. We do them out of this deep-rooted,
unlimited love for our babies. Regardless of their age, they're our babies. We do it because we love them. We do it because we want them to know how much we love them. We do it all because we want them to succeed. Don't we? Don't we do them all because we just want them to know how much we love them and how we want them to succeed? I don't want the credit for opening the water bottle. I don't want them to even know I opened it. And so this week when I asked you to post your pictures, it wasn't because I wanted you all to brag about what you do. And I know some of you all struggled thinking, I don't, I don't want to brag about what I do as a mom. But I needed them because none of us ever really want the credit for what we do. None of us really want the, we don't do it for those reasons. But I do have to say that even in our invisible mom moments, even though we don't want the credit, not every day are fun invisible mom moments, right? There are days I lay down at night and think, wow, I royally messed up today. Like, it was a bad day. Or, you know what? Those kids are driving me slap crazy. I'm not doing a thing for them. Or I lay down at night and think, they don't have a clue what I do. Don't they know how tired I am and how much I work and all the things I do for them? And they never even said thank you at the end of the day. Some days really do feel like I am absolutely invisible. Do you ever wake up and you say the same thing three or four times and they act like they don't hear you? They think you're invisible. They don't see you. Or at least you feel that way. And I think that that's sometimes how we feel about God. Does God ever seem invisible to you? Do you ever wake up in the morning in a situation and you think, God, where are you? Do you not see that I'm doing everything I can do to make it through this day? And you say you love me. Where are you? When are you going to show up for me? Do you ever feel like God is invisible to you? If you will, turn with me in your Bibles to John 11, 1 through 7. And while you're turning, let's pray real quick. Father, I thank you for every mom in this room. I thank you for the invisible things that they do. I ask that today you would fill them with the joy of the task at hand. I ask that you would speak through me today in a way that reaches and touches and challenges and changes our life. We'll give you all the credit and all the glory. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. In John 11, it's the story I'm sure many of you all have read. We're going to kind of skip around. We'll be in John 11. We're going to read verses 1 through 7, and then we'll skip around, and I'll tell you when they're there. If you don't have your Bible or a Bible app, it'll be on the screen with us. We're going to read it all together at once again, skipping around, and then we'll come back to it. It says this, a man named Lazarus was sick. He lived in Bethany with his sisters, Mary and Martha. This is the Martha that later had poured, later had poured expensive perfume on the Lord's feet and wiped them with her hair. Her brother, her brother Lazarus was sick. So the two sisters sent out messages to Jesus, Lord, your dear friend is very sick. But when Jesus heard about this and heard about Lazarus' sickness, he said it will not end in death. No, it happened for the glory of God so that the Son of God would receive glory from it. So although Jesus loved, although Jesus loved Martha 
Mary and Lazarus, he stayed where he was for two days. Finally, he said to his disciples, let's go back to Judah. Skipping to verse 11, he says, Then he said, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but now I will go and wake him up. The disciples said, Lord, if he is sleeping, he will soon get better. They thought that Jesus meant that Lazarus was simply sleeping, but Jesus meant he had died. So he told them plainly, Lazarus has died, or Lazarus is dead, and for your sake, I'm glad I wasn't there. For now you will really believe. Come and let's see. And then skipping all the way down to verse 32, it says, When Mary arrived and saw Jesus, she fell at the feet and said, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. There are moments where God seems invisible to us. In this story, we see that Mary and Martha were with their brother who was dying, and Jesus was away with his disciples. And although he had a plan, and he even told his disciples, this is my friend, it will not end in death. Mary and Martha were back home and had no idea what Jesus had said. God was invisible to them. They were tending to their sick brother, and they needed Jesus to show up. And do you know what he said to his disciples, even though they needed Jesus to show up? He said, I'll stay here two more days. Jesus was invisible to Mary and Martha. He didn't show up for two days, and they're there wondering and doubting, and to the point that when finally Jesus says to his disciples, let's go, Martha runs out, or Mary runs out and meets him, falls at the feet of Jesus and said, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. Because God was invisible to them. They couldn't see how he was at work. They didn't know how this was going to play out. All they knew is that the brother that they loved was dead and that Jesus wasn't there. Do you ever have moments in your life where Jesus seems invisible to you? Where you don't know how he's going to work it out and you don't know his plan and you can't see how any of this would be of any good. He's invisible to you. We all have invisible God moments. We all have moments where we doubt God. We all have moments of question, where are you and when are you going to show up in my situation? We all have invisible God moments. And if you read back in the earlier, in the earlier verses we just read, it said that Mary, it was the same Mary that met Jesus and fell at Jesus' feet. And she said, where are you? If you would have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. If you go back to chapter, or the verse 1 of this chapter, you see that it was the same Mary that just a few chapters earlier had poured her entire bottle of perfume on Jesus' feet and cleaned it with her hair. You see, her doubt wasn't out of lack of relationship with Jesus. Her doubt wasn't out of lack of love for Jesus. Her doubt was out of her humanity of seeing a situation that she couldn't change but knew Jesus could and he didn't show up. We all have invisible God moments even if you love Jesus. We all have moments where we doubt. They're what I like to call Mary moments. I think we all have 
these invisible mom moments, and we all have these invisible God moments where we think to ourselves, God, where are you? Do you not see me down here doing everything I can possibly do to make it through this day? Do you not see that the loved ones that I have are sick and hurting and there's nothing I can do? It's not out of your lack of love for Jesus. You're not questioning him because you don't love him. You're questioning him because out of your humanity. It's what I like to call merry moments or our invisible struggles. We each have invisible struggles too. We each have those things in our life that are issues that are always, we're always battling. We're always wrestling with inside. And we can walk into a room. We can walk into a situation. And we've gotten really good at hiding our invisible struggles. You know, I have an invisible struggle. I have a deep-rooted, invisible struggle. I can walk into this room on any Sunday. I can smile at you, and I can be happy, and you would never know my invisible struggle. And this morning, I'm going to be as transparent as I can, and I'm going to tell you my invisible struggle. I have a deep-rooted, invisible struggle of fear. Now, that might not be yours. Yours might be an invisible struggle of doubt or of lust, or of greed, or of pride, or of envy, or the list could go on. And maybe yours are a little more even tangible than that. Maybe you struggle with alcohol. Maybe you struggle with, with drugs. Maybe, maybe they're these internal issues you struggle with that nobody can see. I have one of those, and mine is fear. And it is not like, oh, I'm scared of that spider. It is not like, oh, I'm a little afraid of that roller coaster. This is deep-rooted fear. It's where I lay in bed sometimes at night and I like plead with God. God, please protect those babies in that other room. God, please protect my marriage. Deep-rooted fears to the point that when someone is talking to me, now listen, don't hear what I'm not saying. I want you to tell me your stories. I want you to tell me your struggles. But it gets to the point sometimes where I'm standing into a situation and somebody will tell me like some of the hard things that are going on in their life and I almost think it's warning from God. Oh God, this is how you're going to do it. Oh Lord. And I become gripped with fear. And I walk away from a situation scared to death. Now please tell me your stories. I, I count it a great honor to be able to pray for you in your moments of greatest need. So don't stop telling me your stories. I'm just being transparent today. Deep-rooted struggle with fear. It, it kind of, Jeremy talks about it all the time, it kind of really shapes every area of my life because I, I worry. I struggle with this, in, wrestle with this internal struggle of fear. And one day I had had just, I had been kind of bombarded with bad news. Not personally, some was personally, some was loved ones, some was family members, some was... Just, and I just became wrecked with worry and with fear, almost to the point of not being able to move. Like, oh, God, please intervene in these situations. Make yourself visible today. And I was sitting at home in a normal moment, struggling with fear, which has just become this normal part of my life, worrying about some of the stories if they were warning to me. 
and I don't believe that's the way God works, but in my head, worrying with this, this struggle, and it was if, and I don't say that God speaks to me clearly that often. I don't stand up here and say that, so I hope you, you hear me today when I'm not throwing around flippantly that God spoke to me, but it was very clear to me that day that God said, stop. Let me write your story. It was if I had been trying to figure out how it was God was going to write my story and begging him like, oh, this is warning. Okay, okay, God. And he said to me, stop. Let me write your story. Stop trying to figure out what I'm going to do and how I'm going to do it and when I'm going to step in and let me write your story. You know, God can be trusted with your story. The invisible God that it sometimes seemed that seems like we serve will make himself visible to you. I think what he told me on that day when I struggled, was struggling so bad with fear is that he can be trusted with my story, and I think he's saying the same thing to you today. God can be trusted with your story. Invisible moms, God can be trusted with your kids. Moms whose kids are far from God, God can be trusted with your story and with theirs. God can be trusted with your story. You know, my hope is after today that when you go to open water bottles or when you go into the room to pray for your kids as invisible moms, that they change the way you look at being an invisible mom. But that you actually see God working behind the scenes in your life, opening every water bottle for you. And that you realize when an opportunity opens or a job opens, and sometimes we think, like my kids probably do, that they're strong enough to open the water bottles. I sometimes think that we think like we were strong enough to get the job on our own or we were strong enough to handle the situations on our own when really God was behind the scenes working. We can't take credit for a lot, for most things in our life, if any. God is behind the scenes working on your behalf. God is fighting for you. God wants to set you up to succeed. And he does it for the same reasons you and I as moms do it or anybody else in this room who has children. He does it because he loves you. He does it because he wants you to succeed. He is working in your life and he can be trusted with your story. If you would, bow your heads and close your eyes today. We don't normally have a prayer time always at the end. We always have somebody at the close of service, but we don't always have an altar service. But today I felt very impressed of the Lord to open the altars for anybody that may be in any one of these three categories that I've shared today. Maybe you are a mom and your invisible story 
is one where some days you just feel joyless. I don't know that that's a word, but you just feel like you don't have any joy. You don't have the strength to make it through your day. You feel invisible. The next category is maybe you feel like God is invisible. Maybe you feel like he's hiding from you. Maybe God seems invisible to you today. And my prayer is that if you come forward, that invisible God will show himself to you in a way like you've never seen him and an invisible God will become visible. I believe it. And the last prayer is that if you have invisible struggles, maybe yours isn't what mine is, but maybe you need to trust God to write your story. Maybe you need to be reminded today that he is trustworthy. I believe he'll do it today. If you feel like you are an invisible mom in this room today, will you stand right where you're at? If you feel like today God is invisible to you and you need him to make himself seen, will you stand where you're at today? Male, female, mom, dad, brother, sister, it doesn't matter. If you feel like God is invisible and hiding from you, will you stand? And maybe today you say, I have invisible struggles. I have deep-rooted things that I've gotten really good at hiding at and hiding. And I need God to intervene in my life. I need Him to heal those invisible struggles. If you have invisible struggles today, will you stand right where you're at? I'm believing God to heal you today. I'm believing God to make himself visible to you today. I'm believing for God to interrupt your life in a way that you are very aware that he is behind the scenes opening those water bottles for you and that you have a merry moment where you fall on your knees and you say, if you would have been here, and you know what he did at the end of the story? He made himself visible to them. He said, I will receive the glory for it. And Lazarus was healed. He was alive. He came out of the tomb. God made himself visible. And I believe he'll do it for you today. If you would, we have prayer workers coming forward. As I pray, will you just make your way forward and allow these people down here to help make an invisible God visible. Let's pray. Jesus, make yourself visible today. Help in the things that we don't understand. The things that we can't rationalize. In the moments where you are away and you're at work and we're unaware of it, will you step in today and make yourself known to us? Make yourself visible to us. Be seen today. Lord, for people that have invisible struggles, will you deliver today? 
Will you reach deep into the hearts, into the lives of the people that stand in this altar and maybe those who haven't come forward? And will you set free today? Make yourself known to us. Help us to see you behind the scenes working on our behalf. Show up today. We'll give you all the glory. We'll give you all the honor. Work on our behalf. Intervene in our lives. In the name of Jesus. Your word tells us that you are sitting beside the right hand of the Father, ever making intercession for us. That's a fancy way of you saying you're pleading to God on our behalf. Make yourself known to us today. Be seen today. In the name of Jesus, I pray. In the name of Jesus, amen. God, I thank you today for an incredible reminder that even when we can't see you, you're at work. And I know that that requires faith from us. I know that requires trust from us. And I pray for every one of us in this room that, God, you would grow our faith and that you would grow our trust. It's, it's like muscles, God. You would help us to work those out by trusting you a little more and faithing you a little more, God, with our future and with our invisible struggles and in the places that we can't see you at work. And so, God, I pray today for the moms and the dads. and I pray for the singles. I pray for the married couples. I pray for the students. I pray for the grandparents. God, I pray for every person in this room of any age and demographic, God, those that have been walking with you for a long time and those that are still trying to check this thing out and figure out who you are and how it is that you work. And they have way more questions than they have answers. I pray today for every single one of us. God, we would realize that even when you are invisible, it doesn't mean that you're absent. God, you would grow our awareness in you and that you would help us to trust you with our story, to trust you with our invisible struggles and that God, you would heal us, that you would forgive us, that you would help us to find victory and that God, you would grow our awareness of you and the ways that you are at work in and through us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Can we put our hands together today and just thank God for what he's done?